0: The minute that we start to join God and we begin to look for divine appointments and we start to see what God is doing in this world today and we understand that he'll use us, that by his spirit, he'll work through us. It changes us as much as it does the people that we talk to. How do you find and keep hope alive? I will find hope in what Jesus Christ did for me. Do we believe? My hope is centered totally, completely in him. Do we trust? I have hope today because of what Jesus did on the cross. His hope, hope
1: doesn't, doesn't change. change. Hope is triumphant, our triumph. I triumph. Hi, I'm John Wood, afternoon host on The Light FM, and thank you so much for joining us for another hopeful conversation. And I'm so excited about today's topic because it was once said that sharing your faith, maybe you've heard that term before, is really one beggar telling another beggar where they found bread. Now, if you're thinking, okay, that's great, but share your faith or evangelism or, you know, this idea of giving your testimony, maybe all of this feels like a foreign concept to you. Well, you're not alone. First of all, it's normal for all of us to be a little hesitant to speak up about something. However, today I'm convinced that you will be encouraged when you hear from our friend, John Sorensen, president of Evangelism Explosion and host of Share Life Today on The Light FM, as we're going to be talking about what that actually looks like. So I'm so glad you're joining us today. And John, so glad to have you here as well. This is one of those topics that I think for many of us, if we've been Christians for a long time, or maybe we're not Christians, but we've heard these phrases thrown around where we can maybe take some time today to shine some light on something that is so important. And... I want to start our conversation by addressing that very thing. If our friend has heard the word evangelism and thought, that sounds like a really complicated word, how would you explain that to him? Well, thank you, John, first of all, for having me here,
0: and then to have this discussion, because this happens to be, I think, my favorite discussion. (laughs) And uh, because I love to see Christians start to live out what it is that God's called them Mm -hmm. to do. And when that happens, they experience the Holy Spirit at a whole new level in their life, and they grow like weeds as Christians. That's that's what happens. Yeah. Now, you all might not know that that's our intention for you, but we <laughs> want you to grow in Christ. And, and you, when you get involved in evangelism and witnessing, which is what we're talking about, really, witnessing, uh, that's what happens. Well, let me back up a second and get to your question here. Sadly, we live in a day, and who even thought this was possible, where I think there was a survey a couple of years ago. And um, I think it was 17% of the American church understood that there was something called a Great Commission and that they probably ought to witness to somebody, that they were actually called by God. About half of the church said they thought they knew of the Great Commission, but they didn't know what it was. They thought it was doing to others as you'd have them doing to you or something like that. It was only 17% that could actually articulate that there was a Great Commission. And I mean, those those are the days we live in today, John. And and we can blame whoever we want to blame for that. Um, but here's the thing. I have a Bible and I can read it. And as I read it, I find out that this is something that God actually does intend for me as a believer to do. And But we do live in a day when it's almost unheard of. And then sadly, um, I'd say back in the 70s, we got fixated in the American church on this idea that witnessing was nothing more than just telling people to invite their neighbor to church, and we'd let the professional witness, you know, the pastor, it's his job. Let's let him do it. You know, we'll just invite people. They'll come sit in pews. The pastor will deliver these wonderful messages, and of course, people's lives will be changed. It's a ridiculous notion, actually, when you think about it. I mean, put it in a military sense, and you got the general, and the general's the only one that's ever actually going to fight. The rest of us are going to talk about fighting and then go have chicken, right? And so, you know, I, you know, this is kind of the world that we live in today, and so we're fighting against that. And the younger generation has this, uh, in, this, this immense desire for fellowship, for relationship. This younger generation. so desires relationship that they don't want to see anything interjected into the conversation that might break that relationship or might put you at odds mm-hmm. with anyone well sadly the gospel is a confrontational message it is it always has been it never it cannot be not confrontational because it's basically saying god's not okay with where you are right now now the good news is he's made a way for you to be made right but where you are now he's he's actually not okay with he's too holy to even look upon where you're at right now. And so this big guy in the sky and this, you know, buddy, you know, kind of thing that we want to see as a reality just isn't true scripturally, right? We can be made right through the precious work of Jesus on the cross, but we can't be made right by just us being an okay Person,
1: you know, I, I heard someone say this before, and I'd love to get your take on it because it was it was very eye opening for me. And uh, it's this idea of we may be so scared to share that there is a sin problem, there is something that has separated us, and I think we all know something is there. But if we can come and develop a healthy perspective on it, there's really a freedom that comes with it as well. We place such a burden on ourselves to feel like we have to be perfect. We have to arrive. And now all of a sudden you're saying, wait a second, I can admit that yes, I do have something in my life. I don't talk about it at parties, but I have something in my life that's just, it's creating this need, but I'm not even sure how to address it. And I imagine... That as people discover the hope that Christ has for them, they're also discovering weight. You're saying I can get out from the burden of perfectionism. Mm
0: yeah amen and I don't even know how you can live in that world now I did for a long, sure, long time yeah, right? 26 yeah. years but uh, the freedom that comes and and by the way as I've grown in grace understanding grace at a whole new level it's also a, a releasing like yeah. you're saying you know and I'm not sure in fact I know I didn't understand everything the day I came to Christ that so, I now know mm, mm. now the good news is God does that he's in the process of growing us up and, and teaching us and um, but you're right. To have the freedom, and I said something earlier. I'm going to come back to here for just a second. To understand that God will actually use me, mm-hmm. even though I'm where I'm at, you know. And and I've got a lot of growing to, to do, John. It, it, you know, I if if I'm sure you'd be disappointed if you knew everything there was to know about me. And yet, the truth is, God. Is using me today, mm-hmm. and and so that's a real eye opener. Wait a second. So you're saying that even where I'm at, God is going to use me, and the answer is yes. If I'll plug in, if I'll mm-hmm. if I'll begin to obey and to do what it is that He's called me to do, and to look for these opportunities, um, God's happy to use me and to be be honest with you he's only ever used broken people that's all he's ever done uh, in the history yeah, of time yeah, yeah. And, and so who am i to think you know i'm going to be somehow mm. different than you know we were just thinking through uh peter the other day and what he must have gone through you know after yeah. the resurrection and then being challenged by jesus and um to get back at it right Mm -hmm. and I think we all have that and but the good news is he will use us and he does and and we get to see some of the most incredible things happen as we begin to live out the ministry God's called us to to our friends to our relatives to our neighbors to our work associates yes and Yes, even to strangers that we meet along the way, yes. But really, we're the missionary to this core group of people that he's placed us right significantly uh, in the middle. Mm. And that's why our testimony matters so much. That's why th- our ability to have these
1: kinds of conversations matter. because yeah. we're the best ones to do it. And, and it kind of brings us, I think, to that next part of, okay, we understand that there's a need for it. We understand that God has a calling, a significance he's placed within us. Then I think the natural question turns to, Okay, so how do we do it? And that's why I'm so excited that uh, we have an opportunity to partner with you, and Equip America is coming up. And so for our friend who doesn't know what Equip America is, can you touch on the heart behind it and why it's worth their Saturday? Yeah,
0: amen. We, we say to invest your Saturday into someone's eternity, and it's really true. And, and th- no, I, I think uh, the reason why it's such a, such a significant day is that um, the fear that, that many of us have is. Christians can be overcome. That's the truth, and it can be put away. Now I got to tell you, you know, I go out almost every Wednesday night and take teams. And and if if I'd be lying to you if I told you I didn't have any sort of fear, I do. Uh, but I, but I don't let the fear that I have overcome what it is that I'm going to do. Right? I mean, that's the difference. Before I was silent because of the fear. Now I just learned to kind of get it in check and go do what it is that God's called me to do and in the process I get to have some of the greatest fun that we get to have this side of heaven that's the truth mm. and, and one of the reasons why that is John is because um, for Christ- many Christians we live our lives in such a way that we don't really need God for much, you know. We've got things pretty it's true. Uh, under control. Well, not witnessing. I got to tell you right now, i di- you, you. You cannot do witnessing in your own power. I mean, you can try, but I can tell you how it's going to go, and uh, because I've experienced it, I know what it's sure. Like. The minute that we start to join God and we begin to look for divine appointments, and we start to see what God is doing in this world today, mm-hmm. and we understand that He'll use us, that by His Spirit He'll work through us, and that He'll. Let us love people that we otherwise couldn't love or or would not have a natural way of doing that. uh, It changes us as much as it does the people that we talk to. Mm. And so this this day is such, uh, to me, it's such a fun day because people come out, we give them a little bit of instruction as to what they might do or, or whatnot, and then we actually go out and do it. And in the process, they get to see God work. And they come back going, I've literally had a dozen pastors say these words to me in the last couple of years. Since we started doing this you mean I could have been doing this the last 20 years and the answer is wow. yeah they're sad words but the answer is yes my granddaddy always said best day to plant a tree was 20 years ago and today you know <laughs> if you're going to plant a tree <laughs> plant it today so why not become a witness and, and see what God will do? Uh, I'll tell you a story uh, just about a young man named Gavin who is at Brookstone Church. You know, this is a church that we're going to do this event here here in Asheville, but we have four other cities that or three other cities that we're going to do this in. But Gavin goes to the church and... and for the first time, because he took this training that we're talking about, he was on an airplane. He decided, well, I'll try. And he starts a conversation with the lady next to him on the plane. Before the plane lands, he has the joy of leading this lady to Christ. First time he's ever done that in his life. Now, listening to him, he was pretty excited. And this is a young man, your age, you know. And so, my question comes, what now for Gavin? What is now going to be his experience of walking with Jesus and Seeing God use him and work through him. And I have to say, his whole Christian walk just went to a new level. Mm. Like it or not, he just stepped into a new area of ministry in his life. And I get so excited for for people, young people especially, that have that, that happen in their life and to see them truly changed by getting to see God move through them. So that's what's going to happen. It's an absolutely safe day. Nobody's going to get sent out uh, saying, go do this or go witness and come back and tell us how. no it's not going to happen that way we have trainers who are really comfortable doing this who have been doing this a while everybody goes out on a team with somebody who's comfortable mm-hmm. doing this mm-hmm. and, and we're, we just get to see God do some really fun things and then we come back and we brag about God for a while you yeah, know look at what yeah. God did and uh, uh, here's an example and I don't know I always hate mentioning numbers because people think well then maybe that will always happen it doesn't but we just did one of these events in Phoenix, Arizona. So I don't know what you think about Phoenix, whether that's a godly place or not godly. I don't know what you think. But I can tell you this, 30 people went out on a Saturday on on 10 different teams. They approached 30 people on the streets out in Phoenix. Now, if I ask the question of those listening, how many of those do you think stood there and talked about Jesus for a half an hour? And the answer... 27. 27 wow. out of 30 people stood there and had a gospel conversation. Yeah. Now, you know, not a preachy one. We're not, we don't teach anybody to shove anything down anybody's throat. We do not teach that. What you're going to see, is it's an incredibly respectful conversation. We're asking for permission. It's a conversation that we're having about spiritual thinking. And uh, what we're seeing is God just used these in a, an amazing way. I think out of those 27 that heard the gospel, I think 14 gave their hearts to Christ wow. that day. And those would be divine appointments. Mm. People, God organized these uh, conversations to happen. It was just really fun to see. And again, once people get that view, this is what God is doing. He's doing it right now. He's doing it right here, you know, where I live. And if I get plugged into that and I start asking him to use me, you know, again, I think it's the most excitement we get this side of heaven. I, yeah. I don't know what heaven—I'm sure heaven's going to be wonderful. Splendor, I mean, things you can't even think of. Uh, I think it's going to be wonderful. But one thing you're not going to be able to do in heaven, and that's witness, and that's share um, new life with somebody and see them give their heart to Christ.
1: Wow. What a, what a, wow, what an image, John. I appreciate you sharing that because that's so true. And, you know, if you're hearing John talk and you're thinking, well, yeah, I, I'm interested in that. I'd like to learn more. I'd like to get registered. As John said, we're going to be doing this in four different cities. Equip America. You can learn more and get registered now at thelightfm.org. And we've been talking with John Sorensen, president of Evangelism Explosion, host of Share Life Today. And, uh, John, real quick before we wrap up, how can we pray for your team as you move into the future?
0: Well, thank you very much. Uh, You know, as we do this, there's been a lot of spiritual opposition because this is such a... Um, watershed event, if you will, Mm -hmm. for America as we take pastors out and we show them that they can be doing this and they can be equipping their folks to do it. And so just pray for us that God would, uh, superintend over every one of these steps that we're taking, that they would be right smack dab right in the middle of his plan for what it is. And, and, you know, we're seeing that, um, it has been a challenging time as you, it's not just for us, for everybody, but certainly for EE. Um, you know we've we've taken the decision that we we've got to get out there and we've got to do what God's called us to do, and yet there's some fear and trepidation with that John sure, today, yeah. as you'd have to imagine um we've had you know people have criticized us and whatnot for for doing the kinds of things we're doing but um You know, there's this old and I don't mean to be uh, 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 hokey or whatever, but there's this old adage that the Coast Guard uses. Have you ever heard this about they don't have to come back, but they do have to go out right and and I feel like that that's kind of where we're at today we don't actually have to come back I mean we get to live forever in sure, heaven sure. but we have to go out and so pray for us that we'd have a boldness as we yeah. ought you know that's I think the thing to say we're humans like every other human we have the same fears that other people have but just that we'd be faithful that we'd be found faithful yeah. in the midst of what is going on today in the world absolutely
1: and thank you for what you do thank you for your team and uh, John we're excited to see what God's got in store next.